Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm well. I um, I was thinking about stubbornness. You know, for a long time, I was the most stubborn person I knew. In fact, I was the most stubborn person in my family, possibly in my school. Who knows? But I was definitely stubborn. And um, and then I had my daughter, and a whole new level of stubbornness came into my life. And I just, I like stubbornness. I like stubbornness because it is really at its core, it is someone who is standing for what they believe in. And that is so important to me. And uh, so my daughter and I, you know, stubbornness together, growing through the years. and, uh, And then the amazing man who is the wonder of my life, whom I'm now married to. Um, I met him and uh, we got together and he took stubbornness to a whole new level. He has a different type of stubbornness to me. And um, it's funny because both my daughter and he are Aries, and uh, which is a very stubborn star sign. And, uh, and I'm Turian, uh, which is you know, probably one of the most stubborn or known for its stubbornness. And, uh, but I have to say, look, stubbornness is not a bad quality. Uh, Stubbornness combined with ignorance can be dangerous and and very unhelpful. Um, But in, in wanting to get things done in your life and in wanting to make things happen, what happens when you have a stubborn streak is you also have a determined streak. And uh, it it comes with it a sense of determination that is not easily disregarded or ignored. And I like that about stubbornness. I think I think that's a good quality to have. I think it, it can be utilized. And uh, and when you combine stubbornness with listening, active listening, uh, you can facilitate change with that. Because stubbornness doesn't mean stopping in your tracks. Um, It also can mean um, pushing forward no matter what. So I'm really grateful that I was born with a strong, stubborn streak. It has helped me steer things many, many times. And it has helped me through many difficult times, you know, pushing through. And I'm sure it has driven people crazy at some times, um, you know, in their dealings with me, particularly if I don't agree with them and don't see where they're coming from, um, or I simply don't want to go in that direction. Um, But I obviously value it. And I didn't realise how much I value it until um, last weekend I was at puppy school and we have an Akita, an American Akita. He is oh just beautiful. He's a cuddly bear. And uh, and for those of you who don't know what an Akita is, it is is a dog breed and uh, it's uh, basically a very free-minded, free-thinking, independent breed. Similar to a cat. So unlike most breeds of dogs where you can get excited and call them and he'll come rushing over for your attention because he needs it. 
Um, our dog will not do that. Our dog will come over if he feels like it and he will grace you with his presence. Uh, he's warm and loving and a beautiful, beautiful pet, beautiful dog. But he's also, um, you know, not needy. And so because he's not needy, he doesn't need to, um, he's not insecure. He doesn't need to come rushing over to get love from you just in case it's going to run out. So we were at puppy school and I'm trying to teach, we're trying to teach him to come when he's called. And uh, the instructor is telling me, jump up and down, jump up and down, get really excited, be the best thing, be the most exciting thing so he's not distracted by all the things around him. And I've got to tell you, there's a lot more interesting things around him than me. And he doesn't need me to, you know, to, he doesn't need me to love him. He doesn't doubt that I love him. He he knows I love him anyway, and he knows he loves me anyway. So I'm calling and jumping up and down, and people are looking at me and staring, and, and you know, I can hear them laughing at me, and I'm feeling like an absolute idiot. And this gorgeous dog is just looking at me like, please stop that. Please stop it. You're embarrassing me. I'm not coming over there while you're doing that. And um, and I stopped, and I looked at him, and I knew he wasn't going to come over. And the instructor looked at me and said, why'd you stop? And I said, he's not coming. He's just not in the mood. I've got to wait until he's ready. And uh, yeah, the instructor was like, I'll, I'll get him to come. And then he does it. And the dog's, the dog's looking at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he didn't move. And he, he wasn't interested in the treats or anything. It just And he wasn't being difficult in the sense like he was misbehaving. He was just not coming over. And I come away from that class and I actually respected my dog more, not less, and realised that I like having a dog that has his own mind. I like having a husband that has his own mind. I like having a daughter that has her own mind. I respect and value that so much in people. And, uh, you know, and I acknowledge that it's not always easy to work with. But if you don't have your own mind, and, and you, then you're so easy to manipulate and manoeuvre and, and you know, be taken advantage of. And to me, I interpret that as weakness. And weakness is something um, that makes me feel very vulnerable and exposed and so easily betrayed. I feel very uncomfortable with weakness. And I find that fascinating. And all of this because my dog was incredibly stubborn in puppy class. <laughs> Isn't it amazing where we can get our insights from? Oh, I love life. Well, I usually love life. Mostly it's pretty good. Especially when you get insights like this. Oh, there he is. That's my puppy. He's calling me. See ya.